Man, so today I have a very, very special guest. It's someone I've known for about, what, over 10 years now? Almost my whole life. Yeah, almost your whole life. I knew, I knew this guy since he was a kid, and he used to look like T-Pain with the dreadlocks. Like, honestly, if you see, like, young pictures of him, uh, he looks like he's T-Pain's son. You probably get that a lot, though. Yeah. yeah. Up, yeah. <laughs> and so I'll just introduce you. This is my good friend, Marlon. Marlon, say hello to the people. How you doing, people of the podcast? <laughs> so this young man, he's a, a beautiful, uh, smart young man. He loves the Lord. And um, I'm just excited to have him on for today's episode, man. So Marlon, tell us a bit about yourself, man. Um, you're a young guy who loves the Lord. Just give us a little bit about your, your backstory, man. Yeah, um, I'm Marlon. I'm 18. I graduated uh, this year. Um, you want me to talk about my testimony? Yeah, go um, ahead, man. Right. So yeah, um, just a couple, yeah, just a couple of days ago, I, I was baptized. Um, yeah, uh, my testimony was I was living a life full of sin, like I was just just ruthless. I didn't. I turned. I complete. What I didn't tell the church was I completely turned away from God. Yes, I was lukewarm, but I turned completely turned away from God. It started from getting becoming lukewarm to turning away from God completely, and I was questioning everything. I remember, remember a couple, maybe last month or two. I don't know. Pastor Allen had mentioned the thing about it. One of the higher ups in, in his church, the mm. Trinidad Church. Mm. One of the pastors had went insane from watching these conspiracy videos and stuff like that. Really, I think I remember him saying that. Yeah, yeah I, mm. I believe the same thing was happening with me. Like during 2020, COVID was like a crazy year. Crazy year for you. Everyone was, they had me questioning my belief, like everything, people was woke and people was, they they kept saying, you know, Christianity was a white man's religion and I didn't know who to believe. I didn't believe in evolution because it didn't make sense to me. I don't believe that we come from monkeys and, you know, we just was made from an explosion. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. A lot of things they teach us in school don't make sense. But um, uh, I started questioning myself and I was like, is any of this real? And I remember having a conversation with my mom before I even had the conversation with her. We would uh, constantly have like church Zoom meetings um, for like the youth room, the youth group. And I was like, bro, I'm getting tired of going to these these youth meetings and I'm getting tired of going to church. Like from, from when I was a little kid, I kept telling myself, I'm tired of going to church. I got to wake up early and I got to. It's look. like you're forced yeah. to drag to go to I was church, like, right? Yeah. I was like, I'm being, I'm mm. already in a place where I don't feel welcomed. As much as people kept welcoming me, but I felt like it was it was fake, and that's what the enemy kept telling me. The enemy kept telling mm. me, you know, like these people don't they don't want to be around you. You know, the, the way the way how you look, the way how you 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 know, they they don't they don't like you. Knowing these people, and but what I didn't know is like these people always care for me. They constantly have prayed for my family, but I didn't know that because I never like you know really paid attention or I never really cared honestly. Mm. Instead, I, I kept making everything about me. Kept, I was like, "Yo, how did these people such and such?" And I, I, I won't lie. It was certain times where, like, they kind of did make it seem like you know they they didn't really care or they they were just like really judgmental. You know, a lot of people in church do that, and a lot of things that people around my age were telling me. They were like, "You know, I I constantly question myself in church every day too. Like, it doesn't make sense, you know." And the pastors, they they. I won't lie, uh, growing up in church, they were always pretty much like dumbing things down for me. And it was always the same thing. What do you mean by dumbing things down exactly? Like it was always the same thing, you know, uh, 
what, what was it? Uh, you know, Jesus is the only way to, to heaven, which I, I do believe now. Right. But um, it was, you know, you, you got to follow God or you'll go to hell. And they kept saying things like that. And I didn't really want to hear that. I wanted to hear like different things. Like back then, the Bible wasn't as interesting as how it is now. And but yeah, back to my my testimony. So yeah, I was living a life full of sin, and I, I did grow up Christian. I did grow up believing in God, praying and stuff. And I just lost my faith completely. My friends would ask me, and you know, if I believe in God still, and I'd be like, Yeah, you know, I, I believe in God. I, but deep down, I, I didn't I didn't know who God was, but God knew me though. Great, uh, gratefully, he he knew me. But you know, I didn't know who God was. I didn't know who Jesus was. I just kept lying to myself. So you would say like you grew up in a church culture, but you didn't have a, like a personal relationship with God yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the thing that I guess I know you you shared about people feeling judgment uh, judged in the church yeah. by other people, but what was the thing that kind of like really got you to the boiling point where it's like I'm sick of this. I don't want to. I don't care about this anymore. Like, was there like a defining moment around that? That I think. At a time where I just told my mom I was like I'm done going to church. It was just and like we, a just everything boiling up together. Yeah, just, a, okay. Mm-hmm. Everything was just making me, you know, just hot. I was hot about everything, and I told my mom I was like I even had the conversation with myself. I was like, no, because even people at my school was, was telling me things like you know I, I don't even go to church. You know, my mom can't force me to go to church, and I felt like even not even it wasn't even just about church in that moment. It's like my mom. She was constantly caging me in whenever certain things, she, she would always blame, you know, me being young. And I was like, mom, I'm 17. I don't have to go to church if I don't want to. And she was like, that's nothing but the devil. Uh, you're your friends. And I kept telling her, which it, it was because some of my friends did, you know, have me questioning myself. But it's like I kept refusing to agree with what she was saying because I was mad in that moment. I didn't want to hear from, I didn't want to hear that. And I knew for a fact she was going to say, you know, you know, that's the devil, that's Satan. And I was like, Mom, that's none of that. I don't believe in anything. And I kept telling her that I was like, I don't believe in anything. I don't I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in science. And my mom was like, if you don't believe in any of that, what do you believe in? Mm-hmm. She was like, Mom, I don't believe in anything. I don't trust anything. I, and it kind of, like, looking back at it now, it reminds me of my dad. Because my dad is, is lukewarm. He, he says lukewarm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he would he would he's con- he would constantly question his faith. Like you have a conversation with him now about God, he, I guarantee he, he wouldn't he wouldn't like I I can't really explain it. But he, even the songs he listens to, they're lukewarm songs. They'll be like, you know, God, if you are really out there, why is this happening to me and oh, things like that. Right, right. And he would completely agree with that. I remember like I was driving in the car one day. The songs were just like repeatedly, repeatedly, and. He was telling me how I was becoming so much more and more like him. How, you know, because he, he's lukewarm and he, he would constantly question his faith. He's like, you know, you remind me so much of, so much of me. I don't want you to become like me. I don't, I, I see I see good in you. I see better in you. And really in that moment, I didn't know what he was talking about until, you know, later on. But um, mm. around this year, I gave... I decided, you know, I wanted I wanted to know God. I wanted to, you know, based off what people were telling me, based off what my best friend was telling me, because she, she went through a lot. She still goes through a lot, but I know certain times she tries to, she, she'll, she'll have calm days, but I know certain, th- certain times she'll think about it. And she's lost people in her life, and a lot of things have happened. And 
around that time, that's when I actually got close with her. And I was like, and she was just telling me about God. When other people told me about God, I, I never really wanted to hear it. But when it was coming from her mouth, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it, it was completely. You received it differently. Like yeah. Differently. Because she came yeah. at me a certain way. When Sister Marcia had told me, you know, Jesus loves you. It's like, like I said, it was like, um, like the dumbing it down, basically. And that's, that's, that's basically what, what Sister, Sister Marcia kept telling me. Anytime she would call me, you know, God loves you. God wants you to go to church. So yeah. I guess in that way, you felt like you weren't getting the answers that you were yeah. desiring. It was always, oh, Jesus loves you. But yeah. you kind of wanted more than just that. Uh, you probably had a lot more questions. Is, is that what you were yeah, referring to? I, mm. Yeah, I kept mm. questions. I just wanted to, I wanted to know the answers to certain things. And mm. over time, you know, God did give me the answers to certain certain questions. I always, you know, was certain things I always questioned. Right. And uh, I remember... What what was it? I remember, uh, yeah, about my best friend again. So she was just, you know, telling me certain things in, in her life and certain times she'll, she'll pray and God has answered her prayers. And she was telling me how she wanted to get rebaptized. She she um, she um wants to go to church more. And I'm hearing it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to church one of these days. And I kept like saying it for like about a week or two. She got <laughs> she got so aggravated. She was like, "Marlon, shut up! If you were going to church, just go to church." Let's go. And I was like, "Dang, okay, but you know." So I went to church that that one day, and you know, I'm just sitting in church, and I'm I'm like I'm like at this point, I'm just doubting everything, doubting everything, and I'm like, "Bro, I already know what's gonna happen. You know, that person's gonna drop to the floor." I, I can tell based off how the pastor's touching him, he's gonna drop to the floor and you know be dramatic. Uh, that right, person is gonna right. scream. That person is, and I kept telling you know the devil was just all up in my head. You know had me, you know just uh, stereotyping everybody. And that same that same day we were in church, the pastor started talking, but I decided to you know open up my ears. Mm. And Pastor, I know, I know for a fact he was talking directly to me, but he was talking to the church though. He was looking but at like me. God was like using yeah. that to speak was, to you directly. He was looking right. at me and he hey. was talking to me. And mm. most of the times, I never listened to the pastor. Like I'd be, I'll fall asleep in church and I, whatever the case was, mm. and he was talking to me like, and I was like, what's going on? And I remember maybe a year ago when I was uh, still in church a little bit. Pastor Allen had Bishop Allen. He uh, had told me. He asked me if I was okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. He was like, how is your relationship with God? And I said, like, you know, it's good. But around that time, I was lukewarm. Right. And I, Pastor knew I was lying. He knew I was lying, and he didn't say anything. I felt like maybe because God had told him, you know, to just be patient. And it, it worked out in time. You know, God's timing is never wrong. It mm. will never late. He's always on time. And that next year, you know, he, he that's when he... It's like God was talking to me, but through the pastor, like you said, God was talking to me. And so before we continue, yeah. so the timeline is you grew up in church, but you always thought people were fake or people was put up up front. Yeah. And then over, over time, you got extremely frustrated to a boiling point. You said, I don't want to go to church. Yeah. And anyway, anytime someone told you, hey, Jesus loves you, whatever, it'll annoy you. But God used your friend to speak to you directly because he knew that you would have received from her. Yeah. And then through her, you came back to church. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much that. And then God was using uh, Bishop Allen, which is the, the bishop of our church. God bless you, PA, if you're listening to this. Um, you feel, you believe that God was using him to speak to you. Yeah. And you were getting convicted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, 
he was talking and like certain voices in my head are telling me, you know, this man is just talking pure nonsense. But then like the other voice in my head was really telling me to just listen. Right, like Satan was just yeah. trying to it's like a yeah. battle in your mind. But it's like in this in this scenario, Satan was actually weaker this time. Satan always had, you know, not always, but around that year he had a hold over me. He always had me I you know how certain times you'll you'll second guess your actions? Yeah. I wasn't really second guessing my actions. It's like you were more like you were hungry or you were seeking truth, so you're more like attentive. Yeah. Right, right. And mm. so uh yeah, he's talking. I, I forgot exactly what he told me. Really and truly, I don't remember anything he, he said. But I know, like, whatever he said, it had me focused. And I'm like, is this man talking to me? Like, is he is he talking to me or is he talking to the church? Like, I literally, I was, I'm like, bro. You think, is this God or is this him yeah. talking to me because he I'm knows like, my situation? I'm like, I'm like how, I literally, I told him, I was like, how does the pastor know what I'm going through right now? Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm. I'm like, you haven't, I've like, never told anybody. Yeah, I haven't told a, I haven't right. told my mom. I'm not that. I'm close to my mom, but I'm not that close. Like, I'll tell my mom if you know if I have a certain issue, I'll t- I'll have a conversation with. Her. But you know, I haven't told her like my personal problems and things like that. I'll tell my best friend things like that. And so, uh, the, yeah, he was just he was talking to me, but he was talking to the church again, like I said. And then I that about like 15 minutes later, they start doing you know worship or whatever. And the pastor was like, stand up right now if you want to, I think it was commit to Christ, or maybe it was something related to it. Like giving your heart back to Or, or like, no, no, if you're, not, if you're not afraid, if you're not afraid, uh, walk up to the altar and, you know, just worship. This was last year or this year? This year. This year. Mm-hmm. Like summer. Summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I walk up and... Like I, I, I was remember. I, you know, you second guess yourself. Yeah. And back then, I always let the devil get the best of me. Like it was certain times I always wanted to walk up to the altar, but I never had the courage or the strength to. And, and that very moment, I completely ignored him. I walked up and I was like, I'm done. I'm walking up to the altar. I don't care. I walked up to the altar, and I'm waiting to be touched or whatever. I'm waiting to, for, for for them to touch my head and, and just pray over me. And he even, I think he even told us to recite this prayer, and I'm reciting the prayer, and I already feel like, um, it's it's not big, but I feel something. I feel something like coming through me. Mm. And he, uh, in that very moment, I felt like they they knew it was some type of demon trying to get a hold over me or something because too many hands were on me that 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 day. Too many hands were were, were, uh, were touching me, praying over me. Like you started manifesting. No, I don't. I like um. That I'm talking about, like in that very moment, I went up to the, At the altar. altar, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like about about ten ten hands were touching my head, ten hands were touching my arms, wow. my shoulders, and I'm I'm ignoring it, you know, like I'm I'm just I'm just listening to to God at, at that that moment, basically, and they're praying over me. I have my head down, you know, I have my eyes closed, you know, I'm I'm trying to listen to the prayers and, and stuff, and Sister Cindy had told me she was like she was like uh, lift your head up. Moment I lifted my head up, I felt like some type of I can't explain it. It was like some some type of peace. I finally felt mm. at peace. It's mm. like all the voices in my head that kept telling me such and such and such, all that went away. And that very moment, everything went away. And wow, I was like, this can't be real. Like this can't be God. Like it can't be. And maybe like later on, Pastor Allen had asked if you wanted to commit to Christ. If you wanted to give your life back to Christ. And that very moment I, I walked up, Pastor Allen 
told me to recite the prayer. And it was like, Jesus, I, I accept you. I want you in my life. And we went into the room. They talked about baptism for a little bit. And everyone was clapping. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm genuinely confused. I'm like, bro, what? The next week, um, it's crazy. Like, the next week, I go to church, you know, like, I'm in good spirits because, you know, what happened, what happened the week before. And I even told my best friend, I was like, Kira, you not you won't believe like what happened in church. Like it literally would shock you what what had happened. And she was like, I'm so happy for you. Um This is the friend that was kind of ministering ministering to you yeah. at the, during that time, that, that that friend you had, right? Yeah. yeah. My my best friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, Kira, you won't believe what happened in the church. And I was just telling her, just telling her, and she was like, I'm I'm really happy for you. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go this week. I'm gonna go, you know, I'm I'm gonna go. And I'm all excited to go to church, and I'm sitting next to KJ and Winston. You know, they're in the back of the church. Normally, they they pretty much I I saw like the things that I did growing up. They were doing the same thing. They would just stand up in church, and you know, they weren't really engaged. They right. they they weren't they weren't really interested. And I'm looking at them, and I see everyone praising and clapping their hands and stuff. I'm doing the same thing because I'm in the mood. I'm I'm in the mood to like actually worshiping, and you know, and they're just standing there, and I look at them, and I start questioning myself, like, was I, like, part of the reason on why most of these kids, you know, do what they do in church? Like, a lot of them, when growing up, I always looked up to the older kids. The older kids, they always stood up in church and they dressed a certain way. Right. They didn't like dressing up in church clothes. They they, they did whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They'll stand up in church, just stand there, and, but I didn't know what they were facing. I didn't know the type of things that they were going through. They were just... Just stand there, you know, look cool. In my opinion, it, it looked cool. Looking at it now, it, it looks it looks kind of cringy. <laughs> and so I see, I see, I see Cajun and Winston, and they're they just standing up in church and not doing anything, not engaging. And it comes to like, uh, we we're, we're doing praise and worship. And Pastor Allen, he's getting everybody to go up to the altar. I walk up to the altar and. Cause I didn't at that at that moment I was telling myself like maybe God had told me to go pray for KJ and Winston, but I was like I don't know what to do I don't know exactly what to I, I like I want to do it but I don't really have the courage, and so I walk up to Sister Marcia, and I was like Sister Marcia I want to pray for KJ and Winston but I don't know exactly what to say and she was like whatever is on your mind right now mm. just tell them, and I grabbed KJ and I grabbed Winston I was like walk up to the altar for me. They walk up to the altar. I was like, I told Winston, close your eyes. KJ, close your eyes, bow your head, lift your arms up. And I start praying over them and I start touching them. And then I go with to my mom. My mom is crying. My uh, my grandma's crying. And I don't remember everything I said in the prayer, but I know one, I remember one thing I had said, and it was uh, give my grandma a new heart and a new mind. Like re- renew her heart and renew her mind. My grandma's a nice person, but it can be times where like, she she she'll get aggressive and she doesn't know how to how to handle her aggression. She'd be rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and too rough. You know, you know, you know Jamaican people. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And I, I I wanted her. I wanted God to like open up her eyes and show her like you know the different route, because you know I I believe she she's all she's my grandma's a follower of Christ, but it's certain like I said certain times she'll just overdo certain things. Right. And I'm praying you know that God renews her heart and opens up her mind and. She uh, she started crying. Wow. And I, I don't know if it was because I was praying because my grandma knew that I was you know wasn't a follower of Christ, 
and my grandma even had asked me like um, when I did you have did you know I, I were you aware of, like me having seizures and stuff outside of church this was like but before I had came back in yes I, I did hear about it yeah. yeah yeah so I was having seizures or whatever they they may be called because they they don't know what caused it and they don't they don't know no, exactly it was like happening it like a few years ago right no it, it happened this year like this, my senior year yes yeah I actually yeah, yes yes I remember yeah. that mm-hmm. and my grandma had asked me while I was in the hospital. She was like, Marlon, why don't you go to church? I told her, I feel like everyone in church judge me, judges me. Wow. And she was like, well, you don't have to always feel like that. I said, Grandma, even if I, I don't, I don't really feel, I don't feel like I should be in that, that type of environment. Like, I don't really feel welcome. And that same year, I, I came into church and I felt like that's what made her cry. Because I told her, you know, I, I could never see myself in church. And the very fact that I went in church and I was praying for her and I was praying for my little brother too, I was I was surprised myself. I was more surprised than they were. I was like, me praying for people in church. Like I, I like never God did already changing your yeah, heart right there. Like I never did these type of things growing up. I was always like scared to do these type of things. I was I always kept it's like the enemy was always telling me there's eyes looking at you. And I kept listening to that. And yeah wow man that's that's powerful man so it's like you can even see the change happen within your heart it's like it's shocking even you because like me doing this yeah you know and I, I see that god is using you to to reach your family and reach people in your influence you know and you had mentioned earlier about how uh the two young boys you know weren't engaged in service and it kind of reminded you of how you used to be yeah do you think that the church in general, um, do you think that like they're not reaching young people? Do you feel like there's a disconnect? Like, what do you? Why do you think a lot of young people are not connected, or they they seem so distant again, in church? Again, like I said before, I believe this has to do with like how they're engaging with them, because mm, how to reach them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's it's how they're reaching them. Because many people will walk up to Malik, even my my brother, mm-hmm. walk up to him. And they'll just pray over him. And Malik, I don't. I really don't believe Malik wants to wants people to come up to him like that. See, if it was me or even my mom, maybe, and we just, you know, I, we 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 come at him showing that we actually care about him and things like that. Not saying that the people in church don't care about him, but it's like I don't. He doesn't feel close with them, so he's not gonna like really, really care. Like you're not really reaching out to have a relationship yeah. with me. You're just kind of like keeping your distance. Where yeah. I guess he doesn't like. I guess kids in general don't feel like they're connected to somebody or someone who relates to them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. because KJ was close to me, I believe that's why he went up to the altar and did what he. Because it'll be times I'll talk to KJ and I'll like, KJ, how you doing? He'll tell me he's okay, and because I I do care about KJ. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, what what were we talking about? I forgot. You, how how uh, young people are disconnected? Why? Yeah. Why do you think so? And even um, as a whole, today's society, a lot of kids they go on social media and they look at certain things, and the enemy comes in different shapes and sizes and tries to confuse people. That's his main goal: confuse, destroy, lie. And he tells everybody a bunch of lies. Even today, in today's society. It's okay. It's okay to have sex before marriage. It's okay to do these type of things. Mm. And I used to think it was cool before when I was a kid. I didn't think it was cool. I didn't think it was like okay. But around middle school, around high school, it kept it kept getting normalized. It kept getting normalized. And after I got saved, 
after God had took me out of that spot, that's when God, like, he opened up my eyes and he showed me, like, these type of things can't be, they can't be cool. They, like, I don't understand how people could, I can understand from, from their point of view. But, again, I and I always tell my friends, like, it's temporary. The feeling that you're feeling is temporary. Yeah, you got to keep going back to it. To get, yeah, to get it, it, it's, it, yeah. it's pretty much like like a drug. You, yeah. you got to keep doing it, and if if you don't get that same spark, you're, you're gonna you're gonna go to more. You're gonna try new things, and I always tell them this. But I know eventually God will work will work will work His way through them. So Amen. I'm not I'm not worried. And I think that's vital because even me, how I got saved, it was actually through a Christian hip hop album I got saved mm-hmm. because I have a similar background to you i was raised in church caribbean home so you always drive to church but it's like you feel like people are always judging you and that was a, a huge thing that i guess in a way almost had me not come to church anymore feeling like everyone else is judging you but it was i was in ninth grade and i grew up in very like traditional churches where it's like old-fashioned suit tie and kind of thing and yeah. i feel like a lot of people young kids feel like it doesn't relate to them you know, because we're a different generation. Yeah. But to me, what helped me come to the Lord is that, like, I'm listening to music that I guess traditional church folk would say is evil, which is and it's not it's it's true. But I believe all music is made to glorify God no matter what genre. Yeah. But to hear, you know, hip hop that speaks about God was like, whoa, these people talk like me. They dress like me. So church isn't just for the old folks. Like, it's for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's vital where. I think you need to uh, preach the gospel in a way that people can receive it, you know, because I remember Paul in the Bible, he said, like, I became like the people to win them over, meaning that uh, Paul did whatever it takes to speak their language or come in a way that relates to their culture. Like, I remember uh, there was one mission trip in the Bible where, like, uh, him and, um, was it Barnabas, performed miracles. Yeah. And uh, people, actually, no, no, it was... uh, it was a temple that said to an unknown God in that culture. I forgot where they went. And they said, that unknown God is the one we're preaching to you right now. So in a way, it's like they came at him in a way that relates to what they believe. And I feel like for a lot of young people, if they see other young people on fire for God, it kind of like, whoa, okay, was, this is not just some old folk thing. It's, so it's, it's I, not just a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I see that, man. Like, you I really do believe like God is is using you to influence your peers because we need a lot of young people who are on fire for God because I, I think young people, there's a fight for their souls. Kind of like how in your testimony, the devil was, was constantly warring in your mind. Yeah. I think that's happening for a lot of young people. And I think they need to see that, you know, being a Christian is not uncool and seeing that there's a better way of life than just what the yeah. world offers you. Another thing I wanted to add is, um, another thing I wanted to add. <laughs> yeah, good, <buddy>. good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what? Uh, Pastor Allen, he'll say it from time to time. Like the church, as people are evolving, the church has to evolve as well. Right. Yes. And many, you know, back then people, our parents or even the, you know, adults that we looked up to or that we were supposed to look up to, they were extremely strict on the kids. Like my grandma, I remember like growing up in church. She wasn't just strict on me, but strict on everyone, everyone's kids. And I'm like, Grandma, these kids aren't your kids. You can't come at them in these type of ways. You see a kid messing up, and you, you're, you, you're constantly, uh, what's the word? I think it starts with a C. Or uh, constantly, just constantly not controlling, but 
constantly just just at the at the right, kids. Right, 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 right. With with no with no remorse, basically. Mm-hmm. My grandma, you can't do that. That's old island culture. Because <laughs> if, if someone was to do that to me, you would you'd be mad, you'd be right. pressed. And I'm like, you gotta come at these kids in a way that they'll they'll feel accepted, they'll feel loved. So I know for a fact my brother doesn't doesn't feel loved. Mm. At least like how how he he should feel. He he feels loved, but like to a certain extent. I feel like if I engage with him more, which I will, but I, I have to work my way my way through it. I can't just do it like you know all on my own. I know if I work my if I do form that relationship with him again. He he will. I believe he will get closer to God. Hmm. I would say keep believing, but also reach out to him because uh, I'm in a similar situation. That I have a younger brother who's not saved, and um, he's been in church all his life. And he declared years ago that he's an atheist. Um, and I know for me, it wasn't going to be slamming him with the Bible, but just loving on him. Like even now, I see like even me sharing my own testimony. It's starting to plant seeds in him where he's more receptive because before he didn't want me to pray for him. He didn't want to hear about God, nothing like that. But me relating to him, understanding his struggles and kind of showing him in a better way. It's like starting to break down those walls. And I think for some people, they may need to hear the gospel message, like just clear, avoid sin. Some people, it's through relationship that you bring them to Christ. So I believe that your brother will come around and that just rely on God to, to help you with that, you know. But man, that's. You got a powerful testimony, man. I know you got a lot more more stories and a lot more things you've been through, I bet. Yeah. You know, but I I think that's just vital how God, just really how God brought you back, you know, and and finally at that altar, you had an experience that why I actually actually like felt God for the first time in my life. This just wasn't some act that I always observed as a kid, but experiencing God for yourself, like it's real. You know, and um, I think it was the same for me, too, like seeing people in church, you know, it was like whatever. But when you actually have God, you you like the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, so it's like as soon as you felt that experience, like life changed for you. Yeah. You know, man, that, that's fire, bro. It's honestly fire. Well, oh, man, I, I thank you for coming on, Marlon. I, I really do appreciate it, man. I think your testimony is powerful. Any last words you want to say to the people or encouragement? Uh, maybe try to understand your word. Um, whatever whatever you're going through, you won't go through for long. It'll, it'll, things will get better as you grow with God and as you pray more. Don't just think, but like things won't happen, you know, automatically. But God will help you so long as you have hope and you believe in Him. God will help you and He'll provide for you. And I believe that. But thank you, everyone that was uh that's listening to this podcast. Amen. That's fire, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man. God bless, man.